by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. It is time for In the Garden with Peter Burke. And our program today is brought to you by The Woolly Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally-owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menards, family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flowers and Garden Shop. Flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and so much more. They're in Waitsfield. Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go online to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. By PR Lumber, Route 15 in Walcott, with family milled lumber for all your projects. Check out PR Lumber on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard, with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com. And by Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel. DandelionAcres.com Your comments and questions on gardening are invited. Give us a call anytime at 802-244-1777. And here's the host of In the Garden, Peter Burke. (laughs) Hey, Joel. Warm enough out there for you? I hadn't noticed. Uh, No, (laughs) No, I... Yes, I have. (laughs) It was actually warmer inside my house most of the time. I don't have air conditioning. Oh. And I can't keep too many windows open because of, I have a cat that likes to cut through screens. Oh. She's got uh, little box cutter razor claws, <laughs> and she'll just cut through any screen. You, you, know? can, you can see the telltale uh, streaks there, huh? Well, telltale streaks and then no cat. You know, she's an indoor cat, and... <laughs> and um, well, it is quite amazing. I mean, I, I've tried every type of screen, you know. I think it's time for that air conditioner. Kryptonite. I, you know, a kryptonite screen, ah, nothing. I'll go through it. I'm super cat plus, you know. So, <laughs> so at any rate, uh, yeah. It's well, a, uh, uh, yes, I broke down and we have, uh, I, I shut off all the rooms in the house except the living room and the kitchen. And, uh, there's the one air conditioner there that keeps us cool enough, uh, you know. And uh, that's been a real blessing. And, of course, especially if you're on a second floor. Now, you go downstairs in the basement to do laundry and all the other stuff. Boy, it's really nice down there. Mm -hmm. Probably 60 degrees. Very comfy. (laughs) But it seems to stay down there. Well, at one point it was 74 degrees outside in the when it got dark. Yeah. And it was still 83 degrees in the house. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. At any rate. Well, I noticed it was 70 degrees when I got up yesterday morning. I looked at the temp and it was like, oh, gee, it's already 70. Well, I look at the bright side. The people spend mm-hmm. lots of money for expensive saunas and everything. Oh, there you, you go. Know, I, just sit, yeah. I just sit in my easy chair. In sweat, a, yeah. Yes, right. right. So, yeah. <laughs> Cat and the dog love it, though. <laughs> the birds, they just absolutely, oh, my exotic birds, they just love it. Oh, it's nice and warm, yeah. Uh, for heaven's sakes. Well, anyway, if, uh, if you... Um, are gardening. Uh, remember that this heat is really hard on the plants. They need an extra helping of water, uh, well, probably for the next few weeks anyway. Um, I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, this is the season to water twice a week. And, um, you know, we've, we've gotten some rains going, but, uh, it's really not, uh, you need the whole day of soaking rain, uh, gentle rain to, to really make it down six inches and give you a whole inch of rain. These, so far, everything we've had. Now, um, my garlic is ready to pull, by the way, and, uh, looks like a good crop, and we're, uh, 
so I'm going to talk a little bit about garlic, but uh, I think we have a phone call already or maybe. Yes, we do. In fact, I've got Brenda in Huntington on right now. I'm pushing a button here, and I think she's on the air right now. Hey, Brenda, Hello? welcome. How Hi, are you? thank you. <laughs> I'm good. Um, I just have a question about uh, raspberry cane borers. Ooh, and what yeah. can I do, what can we do besides, you know, taking that thing off and crushing the little thing? And, you know, mm-hmm. then I try to kill the adults, but they're very quick. Mm-hmm, very they're, quick. they're very hard to catch. Yeah, um, you can you can spray them with, a, you know, with an organic spray the, like the Spinosad. That should clear them up pretty well. Um, huh. You want to, uh, have you tried that? Or? No, no, I haven't. Yeah. What's it called? Um the brand name is called Captain Jack's Dead Bug. <laughs> okay. That's one of them. There's spinosad in and a couple of other things too, but that's one that's the most notable. Um and it's spinosad and it's a lot like the BT, the Thergicide. Um yeah. it's a it's a um a biologic uh it makes the bugs sick, basically. Excellent. And uh you know, you'll need to spray those. Of course, you know, to uh, make sure you rake up um, or rake through your uh, mulch if you're using a mulch, right? Or do you use a mulch? Um, well, I just I just throw some compost on mm-hmm. like once or twice a year, mm-hmm. early yep. in the spring. Mm-hmm. I, is it true that the little animal uh, bores right down to the base and overwinters there? Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is. You know, um, the sooner you can get those canes out, more or less, if they have you have a harvest or have had a harder harvest already. No, but it's coming. Yeah. So as soon as that's done, rather than wait until it's, you know, mm. you're ready, cut them right out. So, okay. you know, when you pick the last berry, bring your shears and just, you know, uh, clip them off and make sure okay. that you either burn those or, you know, put them in a bag and send them to the to the dump. Okay, uh, that's good because I was I'm, I I I usually didn't cut them until like in the spring. Spring, right? So that's not a good idea. <laughs> well, okay, good. Uh, you know, uh, if you have the problem, then it's not a good idea. But since you have this problem, let's yes. let's see if we can't nip it in the in the bud, nip it in the cane, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Super. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the spinosad, that's probably you'll need to use that um, uh, once a week at least. But check oh, wow. the. Check the, uh, um, it's not necessarily expensive. You're only going to use an ounce or two for spraying, depending on how many you have. Right. And, uh, it's a very effective and, uh-huh. and you, you should have good results. And if, uh, if you don't have, uh, see something immediately with that, then go ahead and try the, uh, the neem oil or even a BT. One, one of those will work. Yes. So I would okay. start with the, with the, with the spinosad. Great. Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks, Brenda. Okay. I appreciate Bye-bye. the call. Yep. And uh, what did she call those? What was the the, the bug that was? Oh, boars. Right. That's right. Uh, in the cane. Okay. Uh, so where was I? Oh, I was talking about, let's see, watering? Oh, no, garlic. Garlic, So yeah. it's about that time to... Um, uh, to harvest the garlic. Now, the surest way to to see if your garlic is ready is to pull ahead. And when you have that head of garlic, um, uh, you what I do is I just simply open it up, you know. And you can either open it up if you see the separations, the skins, if the cloves come off of the head individually, then you're ready. Um, the other way to check that out is just take a, a, a knife, a sharp knife, and cut the um, cut the clove in half, uh, you know, crosswise, so you can see the individual cloves. If you can see the individual cloves because there's a wrapper on each one, then they're ready. And that's uh, that's probably the surest way to tell. Um, you know, there's a lot of other, uh, ideas about, you know, so many leaves are dead or drying up and so many leaves are green. And, um, I've often found that it's really hard to, 
to um, figure out, you know, exactly from from those ideas. So that's why I just pull one. I mean, what do you have to lose? You know, you, you cut it open and you use it. So you, do, you really don't have anything to lose by actually pulling ahead. You got a call? Oh, Norm, uh, in Bristol. Hello. Hey. Hello. How are you today? Good. I was just listening to your show this morning or this afternoon. Yeah. And, uh, that uh, boar is uh, called the redneck boar, and I've been having a lot of trouble with both black grass, red grass, and blackberries. They're uh-huh. girdling. They girdle twice. Oh, yeah. And I think that with one just above the other. Yep. Near the top of the cane. Yep, yep. That's a, so, that's the two rings is definitely yeah, a, yep. a sign. So they lay an egg in between them, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then, so what have you tried? Captain Jack's. Oh, Captain Jack. Any luck with yeah. that? Did that work for you? But then the berry started ripening, so I couldn't. I didn't dare spray it anymore. Oh, you can. I, I think if you check the instructions, you can spray right up to the day of harvest with the Captain Jack. Right up to the day of harvest, but after yeah. after I start the harvest, I I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well, and uh, that's uh, the other thing, of course, is pulling those canes out as soon as as soon as you harvest. Go ahead and you get them out. Pull the whole cane out. No, no, just cut it at uh, at ground level. Just go ahead and cut at it. At ground level, just cut it at ground level. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I got a lot of them. I'm going to be them out <laughs> quite a bit this year. I've never seen it so bad as I have this year. Yeah, uh, they'll run in, you know, in uh, in sort of uh, uh, a cycle, you know, of, yeah. of you know a few years, and then you'll have a, a bunch of years with nothing. And so, you know, it's a combination of things. Of course, the immediate one is the, the spray. And then the longer range is uh, getting the canes out as soon as you can. As soon as you finish picking them, you know, take your loppers with you or your, you know, your shears and, uh, um, you know, trim them out as you go. But uh, once you trim them out, you want to make sure you get them off site and uh, either yeah. let them dry out and burn them or uh, and you have to be careful, of course, with this this season right now when it's starting to to dry out. So oh, yeah. you have to be careful with burning them. Or, you know, bag them up and send them to the dump, and the, that's the other way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's only one downside to that. The ones that they girdle are the new canes for next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then you have a problem with not having as many berries mm-hmm. the following Yeah. Well, if your infestation is is that bad, you know, then you're probably going to have to just take a season and mow them all down. You know, just cut them all all down. It seems a little extreme, but uh, and at that time, make sure that you either uh, rake up, rake through your the mulch if you're using a mulch, or rake up the ground if you're not, and that will disturb the. The larvae, you know, from from uh, uh, you know maturing in the ground and coming up. So right. those are the I kinds have of things. I another question about that. Yeah, those they're laying an egg. How long does it take that egg to burrow through the cane to the ground? Hmm. I, I'm not sure. I've always just assumed it was the season. You know, it just they uh, once they lay their eggs, they just head down. But, right. Uh, I mean, you don't see. I've I've, I've nipped them off below the, uh, uh-huh. you know, where, where they've laid their eggs, and yeah. I don't see. Well, it looks like a hole, but when those canes dry out, uh-huh. and you're nipping you're nipping off old canes down yeah. near the ground level, you will see a hole. Yeah. In yeah. the middle of the cane. Right. Right. So they have gone down through there, but it looks like they. It must take them a while to get through that cane. Um, you know, I'll have to double check on that. I, I actually don't know the specifics. And, uh, that yeah. I just know that the, there's that cycle for the boar. That... Well, another thing about that is if you nip off below where they've laid the egg, mm-hmm. they owe three, four inches or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they'll, the, the stems that are left on there will put out side laterals. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and yeah. side laterals is a thing that I've been doing with my black raspberries for years. Yeah. More or less, you, you cut yeah. the blackberries down, uh, what, uh, four or five foot? or? Uh, the black raspberries I will cut down, of course, every spring. I'll go through and, and cut 
all the side laterals down in mm-hmm. the old canes. Mm-hmm. But the side laterals, they leave to about a hand span. Okay. And that will also increase the amount of berries you will get from that particular cane. Because they'll spring. Okay, so they they actually fruit on those side laterals. They do, they mm-hmm. do, but they'll get those side laterals will sometimes get six, seven feet long. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, they grow like crazy, and then if they hit the ground, what they do is they actually set roots. Oh yeah, and you can nip on either side of where it's rooted, and uh. you can give those uh, plants away to friends or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. You can grow another cane from that side lateral that's rooted itself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's do the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the way that uh, it's like the walking onion. It follows over and and uh, then sets roots on the on the little onions. And the same thing is true with the with the yeah, raspberry patch. Cool. The raspberry patch. Well, the black raspberries I have have actually they walk down the hill from from wild and uh, oh yeah, and they, they've been good. They're good. Um, I've got some of those uh, along the edges of my domesticated ones that mm-hmm. I know are wild because mm-hmm. I didn't plant them. <laughs> nothing went over there. As far as so I do you remember what variety of, uh, of berries Bristol you and One of those Bristol because uh, I live in Bristol. Yeah. So I got Bristol. And then there's um, Adams. No, what is it? Allen maybe or something like that. Uh-huh. Okay. I'd have to go back and look at the tags I've got on my. Yeah. Uh, you know, near my plants. Sure. sure. It really yeah. didn't make any difference which one I got because they all produce pretty well. I had a pretty good year this year. Yeah. Um, just getting over with now. Mm. All right. Before I take up a lot more of your show, I have a couple more questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Go I've got my blackberries are ripening now. Yeah. And of course they're getting girdled too. But I've noticed that some of the developing berries. A lot of it is black, like it's supposed to be, but then there are white spots on there and some of the you know little kernels or whatever you want to call yeah, them yeah. that are developing on that particular berry. Do you have you ever seen that? I haven't seen it. Is it is it actually a fully filled out uh, uh, you know? Oh yeah, berry piece. Yeah. It's not like a white rod or anything like that. No, no, I don't know. I mean, what to call it because it's something I haven't seen. I think I've seen a little bit of it over the years, but nothing like this year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if it had something to do. It seems to me like they're ripening earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, and you're you're thinning them out pretty good. Um, you know how many uh, you have them in rows. Yes. Okay, and so how much space are you leaving in between the the canes? Oh, about three, four feet. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's plenty of room there. I just yeah. was wondering if you were I getting enough right air. Between the two of them. Yeah, if yeah. you were getting enough for airflow, but it, that should be plenty. And this yeah, is the the black raspberries, right? No, it's the blackberries. Oh, it's the blackberries. Yeah, not okay. the black raspberries. Okay, so this is your oh. blackberries. Blackberry, yeah. Mm. So, I didn't know if maybe you did. You ever are you growing those blackberries or? Are mm-hmm. you yep. with I haven't. S- I haven't seen the the white spot on them. Sometimes they sort of get deformed, where you can yeah. see the the you know that uh, the hard pithy part in the middle of it. In the core, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can see the core through. You know where it misses a berry or something. No, these are white, and they're, it's like they're speckled with white and little, you know, spots. Huh. It's not a mildew? It's not like a powdery I, mildew? No, it's not powdery no. mildew. It's not on the leaves at all. It's just on the berry. Just on the berry itself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was all this hot weather or if it's, the, you know, the bright sunshine and the hot weather or... <laughs> Some kind of fungus or what? I, you know, you got me. I'm going to have to research that one a little bit. I've never seen it, so I'm not really quite sure. Okay. Um, well, so I'll put an asterisk there and see if I can catch Maybe, you you like, maybe next, next week, week I'll, I'll um, listen. I've got to go deliver berries today, so I won't be able to listen to your whole show. Unless I, I'll listen to it on my truck radio. So okay. okay. All right. Good. Uh, so you had said a, you had another question? Yeah. Uh, someone called in a couple of weeks ago. It was the... A uh, person who said that they had got a wireless sensor that they put up in their yard and it kept all the animals out. 
Oh, okay. Deer and this and that. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, it, it was actually a um, it was a um, an electric fence. It's, no, he said there was no electricity. He said it was bad. It was like sense. It was like I saw it up here at our local um, hardware store to see if they had it. Yeah. And they have one that had solar powered. Right. There's no electricity. Okay. Yeah, Other that's what he was saying. Generation. It was solar powered. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was electric wire. But um, what the the one that you looked at that was uh, solar powered was that solar uh, powered, yes. And that was it wasn't an electric fence. It wasn't nope, electric. No fan. electricity used at all. It was just solar powered. Huh. And I wondered if it was the same one that uh, this person had talked about on your show. Yeah. Well, I'd well, like to get if, the brand name to see because I don't, I, then I wouldn't have to travel, you know, a long ways away just to try to find one. Yeah. I could get it right here in town. Yeah. Okay. Well, you put the word out, and then maybe if he's listening, he'll call up and let us know a little bit more. Yeah, that's, I, one of, that's the reason I did this. I uh, sort of thought it was an electric wire, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Now I had another one here. Uh, Go ahead. Just the top of the podcast. Oh, I guess it is when you uh, pruning it. If I think of what I can't really read my own writing. Oh, another <laughs> just a little side note. Yeah. I've never had an AC and never had a fan in my house. Uh oh, <laughs> Joel. And I, and I don't. I'm conditioned to. I don't go to bed usually till midnight. So by that time, it's usually pretty cool. Oh, it usually gets nice cooler. by then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have any fans either. That's for sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, oh, the, you... the 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 Arbitron ratings are in, and no fans. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I would okay, have to well, uh, disagree with. That. But you know, anyway. Well, it's just it's just conditioning. And my my brother and sister said, "How can you stand it?" Yeah. I said, "You know, I just mind over matter. You just don't think about it." Yeah. And I work right outside all the time, and I mm-hmm. get a good cool breeze coming in through the windows. Yep. You know, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can be done. Yes, well, I'm with sure. you there. I'm with you. <laughs> Believe it or not, I <laughs> drives other people crazy that know me, but. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I know. All your fans, huh? <laughs> yeah. My 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 fans have four legs and a tail. I think at this point in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, you all right, Norm. Thanks for the call, and I'll see if I can't find out a little bit more about that white spot. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Sure thing. Yeah. Okay. I think we should take a break right now and invite people to call. Our lines are right. open. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you much. Dandelion Acres is a beautiful garden center in central Vermont where you can find gorgeous flowering hanging baskets, annuals, perennials, trees, and shrubs. They also have an extensive selection of vegetables, fruit trees, and berry bushes and can also offer helpful advice to make your growing season a success. There's pottery, garden furniture, statuary, and decor from the whimsical to the sublime. Dandelion Acres Garden Center is in Bethel, Vermont. Go to dandelionacres.com for current operating hours and COVID caveats. Well, I think we might have an answer to our question, unless I got all my buttons pushed the wrong way here. I think it's, uh, we'll have the answer from Barry in Burlington. Barry, thanks for the call. What's up? Or maybe it's not Barry. Hello. Hello, caller. Hey, my name's Glenn. Glenn, hey, Glenn. okay. Barry, Good you call back. Okay. What's that now? I'm Glenn. Glenn from Brookfield. Yeah, I'm the one with the... Solar fencer, I call. Oh yeah, okay. And you both—you're both right. It uses the electric wire. Yeah. And um, but it's powered by solar. So oh, okay. You, you put it out and it sit with the battery in it for 24 hours in the sun or a couple days. Yeah. And then you pitch it just like you would a uh, an electric fence. I use the the poles all the way around and then the wire. Yeah. Um, way around and it works great oh okay and uh as i recall you did two wires one at about like what three or six inches yeah three inches and six inches three inches six okay yeah nothing gets in the garden at all no woodchucks or nothing that's perfect hey you know um you could do it higher if you had a deer problem but but yeah i don't hear right right 
Glenn, well, thanks so much for responding. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I know uh, a lot of people heard that because uh, quite a few people have mentioned, hey, that sounded like really, like it'd be a really good way to go. So, um, oh, we're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a, a wire that goes all the way around, a couple wires, and yeah, then it's solar powered battery. Got a, I have a cedar post out there, mm-hmm. and I, I put a piece of wood on it. I screw this thing to that piece uh-huh. of wood, let uh-huh. it charge, uh-huh. and then I run wires, one to a ground, uh-huh. and then one to the fence, two strands around, yep. and turn it on, and works magic. Oh, that's great. Great. Thanks for clearing well, that up I hope up I helped you. You definitely did, Glenn. Thanks for the call. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you later. And by golly, this is Barry in Burlington. I'll even yeah, bet on it. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barry. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm great. Listen, I got a question. Um, things are good on the radio, yes? Yeah, yeah, here you're okay. fine. Yep. Uh, now, I got a question on uh, drying onions. Years ago, I used to just pull them and threw them out on the lawn and dried them and didn't worry about it. Yeah. Well, today... I pulled my onions because they've been trampled by the deer, oh. and the tops have dried up, you know, have fallen down and so forth. Sure. And they actually started to rot at the base of the onion. Oh, boy. So I pulled the onions, and my question is, um, should I cut the roots off or not? Well, yes, definitely. You want to cut the roots off. I, I do that as a matter of course anytime. I know a lot of people like to leave them on to dry out, but I, I like cutting them right off, right off the right off the bat when I'm drying them. But and do you do you cut the tops off also? I do, yeah. Okay. I uh, and um, um, now the there is a chance that you have something called white rot, and uh, what you want to look for is, is of course you know something that looks like white mold in there. Because if you have that, then you want to make sure that you move your onions to a different place next year. Okay. Okay. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. And uh, what kind of onions are you growing? I have no idea. Some oh. kind of re- yellow sweet onion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you use them? You, do you store them or is it use them for canning? No, I use them for cooking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, onions are really it's sort of like the uh, the the basics, right? Uh, onions and carrots and celery. That's that's right. <laughs> I imagine it's a good time to pull the garlic also. Well, uh yeah, I started the show with that that this is a good time uh and the way to check, you know, is go ahead and pull ahead and take a look. Um when I uh actually dry my um my garlic, I will go ahead and pull them. I cut the stem right off about an inch or so above the the head, and I trim off all of the the roots right at that time, and then I get good washing with the with the hose, and that way I dry them out already trimmed up. And what I've found is it it's a lot less likely to have problems with mold over the course of storing, because I I was having you know uh, sort of like a black mold would would creep in under the skin. And uh, uh, the only place I could think that must be coming from was was from the dirt that was, you know, um, uh, left on the, the roots. So I give the roots a good trimming and a good scrubbing and then cut the top right off. And then I have these uh, trays, uh, you know, with a wire mesh on the bottom that I use and um, yep. let them dry out right right like that. You know, we put them in the woodshed where it's it's uh, cool, but it's you get a good wind through there. And um, do you, do you dry your garlic and onions in the direct sun or or not? I don't. I I I might leave them out for a day. You know, if I haven't got to them. But generally speaking, uh, especially with the garlic, I treat them right then and there. I pull one. I knock off the dirt, I wash all the dirt out of the root ball, I clip those and then clip the tops and then I'll throw them in a bucket and and when I'm all done with that I lay them out on the trays to to um uh to cure. Uh okay. the sun I worry about the sun being a little bit too harsh on them, you know, it's uh, but anyway, that's just the way I've done it and and I actually still have garlic uh 
sitting in the basement that's really still good. So that's been basically a, a whole year, which is pretty, that's a pretty good uh, time. Right. So. I, I typically pull my garlic mm-hmm. uh, when I get scapes. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. So but, that to uh, me, that's, that's, the, that's the time, that's the, the trigger to pull the garlic. Yeah. And so they you, they have already developed the skins uh, you know, uh, between the yet. separate cloves? Uh. The stick scapes, you know, where the tops curl and when yeah. bulb, bulb it starts. Yeah. Um. No, they they uh, they haven't occurred that yet. They're, they're beginning to. Yeah, right. I I guess I like to see a skin on them, on the individual clothes. That's why I, I was saying if you cut it right in the half crosswise, you can look down and you can see the individual clothes. And right. That, that way you know for sure. But you know, it, it seems as though you can do just about anything once they get to that size and push up their scapes. They'll yep. be ready to go. Well, sort of like a potato when it starts to flower. You can reach down in there and grab some early ones. <laughs> right. You know, it was two weeks ago. I was in the garden. And I, you know, looked at things. And, yeah. well, plants were coming along fine. And then I looked at it yesterday, and I got bushels of yellow beans. Like, you wouldn't believe <laughs> They can sneak up on you. No question Man, about they it. sure did. <laughs> so today today and tomorrow are two good canning days. There you go. Yeah, dilly beans or just uh, just plain beans? Uh, well, green and yellow. Green and yellow, yeah. Yep. Uh, when we make our dilly beans, we... we um, we I use both of them. I kind of like to see the color. Uh-huh. So the purple ones just turn green, so I don't I don't bother with those. They're pretty though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very okay, much. Okay, Barry, thanks for the call and good luck with your onions. Oh, very good. Yep. Already. Thanks. Bye now. Yeah. Take care. Um, Joel. Where are we? Uh, do we have another caller? No, not yet. I don't yet. see anybody on the line. Okay. Yeah. yeah so new. I'm going to go back to the garlic. I, I went over that with Barry, and that was one of the things I was trying, uh, wanted to get to was, was, uh, how I actually trim them. And, you know, the reasons that I've come to that, I used to do it the way everybody suggests is you, you pull them, you knock off the dirt and then you just stack them up and in rows on, on trays and let them dry out, you know, either in the sun, uh, or in a partial shade. But I just found that, uh, cleaning them right off, uh, you know, washing, scrubbing those good, those, uh, roots really good and cutting off the tops is, is works really well for a, a long season of storage. And so I, I just keep doing that. And that's for a hard neck. Now, if you're using a soft neck and you want to braid them, obviously you can still cut the roots off, but you want to leave the stems on so you can braid them later. And, uh, I found that the, the braided garlic, uh, that soft neck, uh, will last a good long time. It, it'll last a good, you know, eight, ten months, and you don't have to really do much, much with them. But, uh, I've always grown the, uh, I almost always grow mm-hmm. the, the hardneck ones, the one that has escape. You know, I've always, uh, for years and years, finally it all crumbled, but I, for years and years, I had this very decorative, a collection of braided garlic <laughs> just hanging on the wall as as decoration and uh, my brother yeah. and I agreed that it was to keep the vampires away yes of course and it worked because we haven't seen vampire 1 <laughs> since it's been up there you know which is like yeah. almost 20, keep, 20 years does yeah. that keep the mummies away too or i don't know if some, something else we needed for them but uh, you know the vampires and what what do you keep oh yeah the the crucifix yeah, keeps the, the werewolves you, you away. Have have a, a so silver, we, we, not not silver plated, but it has silver. To be cross, so, yeah, yeah, right. So you know, can't be too careful in these days. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> uh, and and also, we've braided onions, and the onions really keep well in a braid like that too. And they're they're fun to. But of course, I use them so often, almost every day. The braids don't last very long. But with the 
with the garlic, they last a good long time. So you sort of you use them like a wreath. Now, did you put Christmas lights on your uh, braided garlic? No, no, we just no? Had, we just had no. it in there. It's, the, it's kind of that's kind of like hanging a picture on the wall. It'll stay there, like you know, for you know until it falls off. You know, until the first yeah. minor earthquake. This is Grandma Garlic. Here. Yes, right. Yeah, we, someone someone actually gave it to us a long time ago. And then of course. When it finally did fall off, it's gone now. When it finally did fall off the wall, it was all just crumbled to nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. no. There was nothing left of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I, I'll give you a couple a couple of heads of garlic, but no no, no braided garlic. <laughs> Although they say you can braid uh, a hard neck. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you have to pound them to soften them up, but I don't know. The ones that I have are so stiff. That I, so if anybody out there is braiding their hardneck garlic, give us a call. Yeah, but I was a, I've been a late it. convert to uh, homegrown garlic. I yeah. picked up some a bunch of years ago mm-hmm. at a farmer's market mm-hmm. where someone in, someone was uh, had grown all different kinds of garlic. Yeah. And, you know, just about any meal that I, you know, cooking for myself mm-hmm. starts out with chop up some garlic mm-hmm. and then put it in olive oil. And mm-hmm. then from that point on, whatever you do. Whatever you know, else you throw in. And I'm amazed at how, uh, <laughs> how different and fresh and interesting and varied the tastes are of uh, homegrown yeah. garlic. Not that I don't mind the supermarket uh-huh. garlic. But yeah. I tell you, there is something about uh, taking it out of the garden and all these different varieties. Yeah. When you chop up the homegrown, you can actually see sort of the oils yeah. ooze out, you know, and you just know that, that that's pretty fresh, you know, mm-hmm. pretty fresh stuff. And uh, I actually still have uh, probably 30 or 40 heads of garlic left mm. that are that are good. And I, I have been sort of researching, trying to figure, well, am I going to chop this up and freeze it, you know, because now I've got my new stuff. And my wife suggested, uh, oh, why don't we just throw the uh, the old stuff away now that we have the new stuff? And I was like, throw it away? away. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, so I am busily trying to figure out how to how to quickly get store it uh, off site. So. <laughs> Well, anyway, so that's um, if you have any other questions about garlic, uh, give me a call, and we can, um, you know, while it's uh, while it's this is the thing that you should be doing soon is pulling that garlic and cleaning it up. And this might be a good time right now, as uh, we are oh, yeah. devoid of calls, yes, to uh, take our second break and just remind people that boy, a number of really fine people have uh, lent their support to making in the garden possible. So uh, let's hear from our fine underwriters at this point. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. All right. Yep. So we're back. Um, We've got uh, Forbes from okay in Corinth. Forbes, how's it going, buddy? Uh, good, great. <laughs> Couldn't be better. Yeah. Holy smokes! Um, on garlic, um, I've had people actually take and, and grind it up, but they add other things to it to make mm-hmm. like a, a sauce or oh yeah, sure, or, so or like a canning. paste, yeah. Okay. And then the second part of what they do, I don't know. I never followed it good, but the second yeah. part is. What beneficial factor does garlic have to the human body? Oh, you know, of course, I, I'm not, you know, much of a uh, any kind of a naturalist or anything. But um, they say, you know, that uh, because of the the high sulfur content, that it uh, it's a sort of like a antibiotic in a way, um, and then. Uh, Oh, it's supposedly it helps with high blood pressure. It stimulates the, you know, your digestion and all those good things. Um, uh, you can get tons of different kinds of garlic in the in the health food stores, but I grow it because I like the flavor and <laughs> I use it for my pesto and I use it for my 
kimchi and we use it for our dilly beans and I use it to cook things. It's sort of like Joe was saying, anything that you, uh, any dish that you want to make, you start with olive oil and chopped up garlic. And it's sort of like anything you want to make taste good. You know, you can chop up some mushrooms and, and cook those in butter and you sort of got, <laughs> you got a good beginning for anything. Um, but, uh, so let me ask you is, do you see any particular benefit from, uh, from garlic for health, health wise or? Well, every, everything I've ever read, and of course years ago it said, uh, it killed, uh, stomach worms. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, it yeah. is, uh, of course, sulfur is a fungicide. Fungicide, so, yeah, right. You ought to work on yeah. yeah. In- infection, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, see, I'd never know whether whether those are just good excuses to eat all the garlic you want, or right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. try to get beyond the smell. Yeah, and halitosis. Well, they always say about that, but if you're eating garlic too, what's what's the difference? You know, yeah, you got to make everybody eat it with you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's serve it for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, I, of course, there's so many different garlics out there today. Uh, just one. Yeah. Make, what makes the best for for what? I don't know. I guess that's. Well, my favorite is the is the German white or the New York white, which is basically either four or five very large. Uh, uh, very large heads. And, of course, the reason is because of my innate laziness is that I only have to peel four cloves for a whole head of garlic. And uh, I like that quite a bit, <laughs> particularly when, the, uh, you know, your your hummus or oh, the hummus recipe, I, I make a 24-clove hummus uh, uh and uh, that's just terrific. And the secret to that is actually to boil the garlic in the oil uh, a little bit uh, for about 10, 15 minutes, and then add your your beans in. Uh, that way, you know, it's uh, it takes some of the that bite of the heat out of because uh, raw garlic I I can't eat at all. And uh, so I like to to boil that garlic a little bit and and then add the and then mash it up in with the beans. So mm. there's yeah. a fellow, a local fellow here, mm-hmm. uh, Ken Batten. Yeah, that uh, grows it big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe what I could do is have him give you a call. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. In the programs, but he's uh, you know he does the Russian red, the uh, white, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, quite a few different varieties. Mm-hmm. He knows the. The uh, pros and cons of each each variety and what yeah. you can do with it, but he 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 grows you know acres. Oh, that'd be so great. That might be a good uh, source for. Well, I was reading initial. reading an article, um, uh, Forbes, about uh, the different types of garlic, and of course you have your two basic varieties: your soft neck and your hard neck. And right. uh, the hard neck, of course, is generally more more cold tolerant. It's you know that's why you see most of the people up here in Vermont are growing the the hard neck. The soft neck is is uh, it, it can you know tolerate cooler you know cooler cooler types uh, cooler climates certain types. And the advantage of that, of course, is that it can be braided. And generally speaking. Uh, the soft neck is a uh, will last a little longer, more or less. It's you know eight to ten months uh, as a matter of course. Um, and some of them, like the silver skin uh, soft neck, uh, you know, ten to twelve, ten to twelve months. Whereas your average li- uh, storage life for for your hard necks runs in the four to six months. Uh, having said that, uh, the the last uh, batch that I had. Um, is is still alive from last year and going well. Although I've noticed that some of them are starting to put up a little green sprout, so that's probably yeah. the end of those. Yeah, and it's all natural, so it's uh, you know it's not going to hurt you. No, 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 no. I it's chop that up right along. <laughs> yep, chop it up right along with them, and uh, and that's uh, yeah, it's good for you. And uh, yeah, insects don't like it either. Yeah, that's an advantage, and maybe it helps in the garden to repel insects. 
I don't know. Uh, there seems to be plenty of insects all around where <laughs> if they could only repel the, the cabbage moth, that's the one <laughs> that yeah, I just, I just noticed the cabbage moth is, is alive and well in one of my cabbages. It doesn't hit the, uh, the kale so much, but the cabbage, it's really, really chowing down on. So I sprayed them last week and let's hope to, that this week they're gone. Okay, and just in a quick ending note, uh-huh. the monarchs are proliferate right oh, now. Yeah. And uh, for <laughs> anyone that has milkweed or clumps of milkweed, absolutely. Don't mow it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's don't, don't brush hog that field yet. <laughs> no, no. No, you ain't ever yeah. pollinated with that's it, and, and, the, and that milkweed is so fragrant. I, I enjoy it as much as a lilac. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anywho, all right. Well, thank you. Thanks uh, for the call. Good, and all I, right, I will get all of this following. He yeah. might call in. And, That'd be great. Yep. Uh, get some more information on it to share. All right. Okay. Good. Thanks for thank you. Bye, And we have um, Lawrence in Marshfield. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Lawrence. Hello, hey Peter, hey Joel. Uh, hi. For the, if you if you're concerned about the health benefits of garlic, yeah. you need it raw. Oh, heat really? will heat will change it. Will uh. take away a lot of those qualities. Uh, well, so if you can cook with it, which we do all the time, mm-hmm. and then yeah. maybe add a little right at the end, mm-hmm. a little bit of chopped up raw garlic. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're crazy like I am, you can just, while you're chopping it, you can just throw a bit in your mouth <laughs> and then cook with the rest uh, of it. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. I, I I don't think I could do that. But, I, I yeah. you know, I have heard about that. And one of the things they say is to... Um, is that when you chop it up, it starts a change within the the garlic, and uh, that's supposed to be good. So they always say to either crush it or chop it before you use it. Um, so I, you know, yeah, who knows? I, it's it's some compound in there that this starts to change once it's been cut up. So um, yeah, some volatile oil or something. Yes, it's, yep. it's uh. But I, I think that it, it, my experience is that uh, if you eat a lot of garlic, it, it it really does help protect you from colds and yeah, blues yeah. and that kind of thing. You well, know? you know, you could say that that might be just sort of an offshoot of the fact that nobody wants to be around you because you smell like garlic. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, maybe so. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't be me though. I uh, I'll take garlic in any form you want. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Del Dawson in her herbal books yep. said that uh, in ancient Roman times, uh, I think it, it mm-hmm. was very valuable. I mean, mm-hmm. you could you yes. Know, if in those days they had slaves, and you could get slave for about fifteen pounds of garlic or something, you know, just not to condone that, but to show the value of the garlic. The value of garlic. Well, and and they always are saying, oh well, it's an aphrodisiac too. But with the you know with the Romans and the Greeks, everything was an aphrodisiac. They said beets are aphrodisiac. You know. Whatever, an eggplant and whatever. It's just, uh, anyway, it's good for you. And we all know that good vegetable diet is, you know, adding that to everything else is good for you. It's just that simple. Um, yeah. You know, as far as health benefits, uh, you, you know, eating good food and enjoying it is, is uh, you know, what is important too, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, Lawrence, okay, you guys have we a got a one. call from Bobby, so I'm going to take Bye. that. Thanks so much for calling in, and we'll talk about garlic health benefits uh, next week when after I look them up and figure out what's good for you. Bobby, are you there? I'm in there. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Um, one of the things I would mention for garlic is um, yeah. you can give it to your dog. You give a half a clove to your dog yeah. about once every three months, and it keeps them from getting worms. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, I'll have to, I'll have to look up that one too. Not just the health benefits for people, but the health benefits for dogs. And uh, on most of the bottles of garlic oil that you get the little capsules with the oil stuff yeah. in them that people take, yeah. it says heart health. It says heart health and immune system. Yeah. On on, on the bottles. Yeah. Yep, uh, some like a garlic brand or something I've seen in the right. foods. Yeah, yep. So half a clove. Now, how in the world do you get yeah. your well, dog to eat half a clove you, of garlic? You, you open the mouth up and shove it down, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he doesn't bite you or anything. <laughs> no, you, you, when, you, when you grab that, when you grab the, 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 the nose of the dog, just bring the skin around the sides of the. Of the, of yeah. the Nose into yeah. the mouth, yeah. up, up against the teeth. Yeah. You can't bite because it hurts. Oh, for heaven's sakes! <laughs> well, that's a good one. I like that one, Bobby. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna take care of ourselves and and the dogs. How often do you say you do that for the dog? I do it about I I do it about every three months. Every three months. Well, then that's uh, that's not so bad. You can put up with that. Between yeah, all the other get, things, they, they really don't get the garlicy breath because it, <laughs> I, I give them the I give them usually a part of a peanut butter sandwich to go with it. Uh huh. You bribe them. <laughs> well, yeah, the peanut butter sandwich comes after the garlic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, thanks for the tip, Bobby. Are you growing your own garlic? Uh, no, I where I live, the soil is really bad, and mm. it's hard to get anything to grow on it. Mm. Well, there's a that's a, a good case for using uh, the uh, the beds, you know, the raised beds, because right. you can you can put all your good soil in the top six inches, and you can grow just about anything. You don't have to worry about what's in the ground there. So, well, good. Okay. Thanks for the tip, Bobby. I appreciate your call You're from welcome. Randolph. Yep. Yeah, take yep. care. Yep. Yeah, thanks for your thanks for your call. I will wrap it wrap it in cheese. My my dog, oh, really? all the pills, yeah, oh. everything gets wrapped in a little piece of. I mean, my dog would swallow a stove bolt if I <laughs> wrapped it in cheese. <laughs> and uh, well, I'm just thinking of garlic. Yeah. I, could there be anything worse than beagle breath, which my dog has? <laughs> garlic beagle breath, maybe. Yeah, garlic beagle. Well, you never know. Maybe never uh, clear it up. We, I don't think we have a phone call here because the, uh, the connection was bad. Are you there? Can we just try quickly? Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, okay. Hi. Hey. Try it. See what happens. The the connection is a little broken up, so um, go go ahead. Yeah, I used to be a printer, and I just found a book we print, and it was by Charlene A. Breda. Yeah. It's called Glorious Garlic. Okay. It's a really cool book. Glorious so Garlic. Yeah, Glorious Garlic by Charlene A. Breda. It's a really cool book. I'll check it out. It nope. tells you about a lot of benef- health benefits and everything. Oh, great. Well, how much you need it for strength? Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, they were into all that stuff, I guess. And that's uh, like Breda is B R A D A. Is that is that B R A I D A? The I D A. Okay, garlic, glorious yeah. garlic. Okay. I love your program, you guys. <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. What's your name? I'm Brad. I'm oh. from Dallas. Okay. All right, Brad. Thanks much uh, for that, and I'll have to I'll look to see if I can find that over at the uh, the bookshop in Plainfield. There. Yeah, we printed it locally, so you Good. should be able to. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Excellent. Brad. Excellent. Yeah, take care. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, bye bye. Interesting thing here with our phone system. Sometimes when the uh, direct line is uh, I barely audible. Yeah. Somehow when it goes through our broadcast line, uh-huh. it's a little clearer. So little I'm glad clearer. we tried that because yeah. I could barely hear him. But yeah. once it was on the air. So anyway, we got uh, we wa- got Brad in. We, we got wires Dallas. hooked everywhere, and yeah. sometimes uh, sometimes <laughs> they go to the right place, which is great. Something great. actually works. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, it all it all it all works. But according to uh, I don't know a, a different schematic, put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've had a a, a garlicky. Day. Here, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm, I'm probably going to go, you yeah. know, make some. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to make some gaspacho now oh, soon. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. 
Well, my wife's in New York, so all I've been eating is sandwiches. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I, of course, in this weather, who wants to turn on a burner, you know? Mm-hmm. Nope, that's just fine. That's good enough for me, anyway. I chop up apples, throw in some Greek yogurt and a little bit of uh, maple syrup, and that's, yeah. th- those are my uh, my lunches these oh, days. Oh, yeah. Chopped up, chopped up any kind of fruit, but usually an apple or two. Yeah. Dollop of Greek yogurt. Yeah. And uh, maple syrup, so I keep it kind of Vermont, you know. Yeah, well, I, you know, of course, my my wife is saying, well, you you can't put in sweeteners because you know you're you're trying to go for the protein, and you have to, you know, it goes on and on. So I found that if I get those nice big blueberries, right, mm-hmm. or, or um, blackberries yeah. or any of those, and I take a dollop of the the plain yogurt with one piece of fruit. It you know when you bite into it the fruit sweetens it enough and then it works fine. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I use uh, the dark amber Zex from Proud Flower. <laughs> Nina's husband uh, does the sugar, and I bought a I bought a gallon of uh, the dark amber mm. this year. So I put maple syrup. Well, just in between everything. you and me. Right, oh, when nobody's looking. Right. <laughs> well, I don't put, I have to put a lot in. You know? Just need some, just, you know, that's oh all. Gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, well, well, folks, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to remind you that you have 70 days left out of our 120, and that's not quite, uh, no, it's a little more than half. So, you know, there's still lots of great things that you can plant. Uh, just look for 50 to 55 days on the sea packet. And get out there and plant. And if you don't have the room right this minute, go ahead and plant them in little pea pots and, or little pots and, and uh, get them started on the side of the garden. And then once you open up a spot in the garden, a, a foot or something, you can put those, pop them right in right as you're pulling stuff out. Well, our program is technically over, but I always hate to turn a caller away. Oh. So this will be our final call <laughs> for today. Yes. Hello. You're on the air. Is that me? Yes. Oh, oh Nola. Nola. You didn't get frosted yet, and I thought, well, we'll see. We'll give it a try. Perfect way to uh, conclude the program today. Thank I, you, Nola. I will Nola. try not to linger. Just a brief garlic story. For many years, I sold garlic to Breadloaf to the summer program. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd braid the garlic and take it in. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. So I did that. I guess the last time I worked with the garlic, the Breadloaf folks was back in. 2013-14. Mm-hmm. I took it in, and he was so happy. I went back in the next summer. It was still on the wall. Oh. He said, what's up? <laughs> it's too beautiful to use. He thought we'd let it hang. And I thought, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way it goes. No. So, you use it anyway. up, and you get another braid. <laughs> yeah. So I want to give you a little poem, and this is for Joel to know especially. We had a singer in Ripton last night, a young man. His name is Jordan Bryce, and he was good. Hmm. And we opened his concert with this Robert Frost poem. Okay, it's called The Aimless Song. And this ties into gardening, because if you're out in your garden, you know the birds are going to know, uh, <laughs> be part of that experience. It goes sure. like this. Mm-hmm. Four men came to blow it right. The wind blew itself on top. It blew, its bla- it blew its loudest day and night in any rough place where it caught. Man came to tell it what was wrong. It hadn't found a place to blow. Um, it blew too hard. The aim was song. And listen how it ought to go. He took a little in his mouth and held it long enough for north to be converted into south. And then by measure blew it forth. The wind, the wind, the... When the wind was meant to be, a little through the lips and throat, the aim was song, the wind could see. It's <laughs> a good poem. <laughs> so now you got your frost for the day. Keep on growing garlic. Best. All right. It is the best. Well, you see, uh, now now Joel knows he's not the only one to <laughs> leave his... <laughs> His oh. garlic up on the wall. Yeah, well, they do look pretty, but I'd rather it was in my belly than hanging on the wall. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Well, like you I know, said, you can stuff. have it double for a Christmas room. It was 18 you years know. I had mine hanging before it. 18 years. And it fell and disintegrated finally. Oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, longevity's good stuff. Yeah. Keep eating garlic, and you can claim that. That's Please right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. 
And I guess we'll say goodbye-bye. We'll say goodbye and see you next week in the garden. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. And the rain may come tumbling down after 3 o'clock today. Slight chance, 20% chance. Our program today brought to you by the Willie Store, family-owned since 1900 in Greensboro. By Poly Construction, Gregory Drive, South Burlington, where one call does it all. By Montpelier Agway, your locally owned Montpelier Agway on East Montpelier Road. By Menard's family-owned True Value Store on Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm in Colchester. Top quality Vermont-grown plants since 1972. By V's Flower and Garden Shop with flowers, hanging baskets, annuals, houseplants, potting supplies, and more. V's Flowers and Garden Shop in Waitsfield. By Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's largest independent home center. Go online to sticksandstuff.com for store locations and hours. And by P&R Lumber, they're right there on Route 15 in Walcott. Family milled lumber for all your projects. P&R Lumber, check them out on Facebook. By Guy's Farm and Yard with four locations to serve you. If it eats and grows, guys can feed it. Guy'sFarmandYard.com By Dandelion Acres Garden Center in Bethel, bringing you the In the Garden podcast. DandelionAcres.com online. Be sure to join us next Saturday at 1230 during the noon hour for In the Garden with Peter Burke here on the Friendly Pioneer, WDEV.